Recorded live. Hey everyone, Austin here. You are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. Today is August 7th, 2017, and this is episode number 139 entitled Legendary Trials and Tribulations. So we are back with our full podcast crew here. We have Steve. Hey, everyone from my new apartment in Colorado, not New England anymore. So it's still daylight here. Um, Pretty dark, I'm assuming, where you guys are. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. What about you, Greg? I'm here, everybody. Yep, it's dark here, but that was just over the last couple, eight minutes or so, or 15 minutes or whatever. And Barry, are you in the dark as well? Yes. Still in the dark on the East Coast here. Unfortunately, it's been dark for about an hour now. But uh, it's really it's really dark here because Steve left the East Coast. That's the real reason. Oh, thanks so much. That, that, right there. Uh, well, maybe these lights behind me will brighten things up, too. I, in case anybody's wondering, I have these lights set up for some videos and stuff in the background in case you're like, what is going on back there? So that's what all that stuff is. So, <laughs> But... Uh, but yeah, we are back with the Nintendo Peace Podcast, so we do this live podcast every month. Our new schedule is Mondays, the first Monday of every month at 9 p.m. Eastern, and we do this live so we can get you guys to participate. You can call into the podcast. You can post in the chat as well. Um, so shout out to a couple of people in the chat. Looks like we got Javery Jefferson. We got Mike in the chat. Uh, we got, uh, oh, that's my cousin, Yusuf, as well, um, and then Blake. So shout out to, uh, to them. Um, so yeah, so we're just going to be talking Nintendo. We got a couple things to discuss. And if you want any details on how to participate, you can head to nintendofuse.com as well. So to kind of kick things off, uh, and, and get the discussion going, we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing lately on Switch, 3DS, uh, any platforms that Nintendo games are on, um, Mm. and just give you some brief idea of what's been going on. So, um, Let's start with Steve, although I know you've been you've been really busy with, with everything. I don't know if you've gotten a chance to, to play much or Yeah, it's I haven't got the chance to play hardly anything at all. because um, so I, I like I mentioned, I, I moved from, from New Hampshire uh to Colorado uh about a week ago. And so between the packing and the moving and unpacking, uh I pretty much have just been playing um some Pokemon Go again. Um, picked up uh, in a bigger city this time, and so there's actually a lot more going on in addition to the raids and, and all that stuff uh, that are now going on, and I've met some more people that play, and so we've been doing some Pokemon hunting together, and, and that's been cool to like, get back into the game again um, and with friends and, and catch some new Pokemon that I haven't been able to catch um, previously. So that's been pretty cool, but other than that, I've just been – I played like <laughs> – about, I don't know, probably the equivalent of like 15 minutes of Splatoon 2. I was so excited for her to come out. And then they had the whole, like, the eShop was down and, and everything. There's so much just people hammering the, the servers and everything to get the game. And um, so it took forever to finally download and got it downloaded. And then it was really late, and I was I was just done. I was, I was so tired. So I set up my character, and that was about it. And I went through the little trial thing that I'm a character and and then went to bed and other than that that's that's pretty much all the only time I've touched my switch in the last few weeks um just because of everything else going on in my life but uh <clears throat> Pokemon Go was pretty fun um tried a few raids haven't gotten any 
any uh, I haven't beaten any raids yet, but I tried one on my own. That was a mistake. Uh, so, yep, that's that's pretty much just been me. So pretty boring, yeah. Gotcha. Well, we'll definitely talk some more about Pokemon Go. It'll be interesting to to hear your your experiences a little a little later for sure. Um, what about you, Greg? What have you been playing lately? I got re-hooked on Breath of the Wild. <laughs> um, I originally was just logged in for the DLC to do the Trial of the Sword, and then I got that done, and then I went back and got the last of the shrines. I have 120 shrines, got all the side quests completed and all the shrine quests completed. And you're like, I wonder what this game is like on Master Mode. Boom, new file, 30 shrines in, but going into my second Divine Beast again, it's awesome. I love the game so much. So much fun. Um, I did get Splatoon 2, but I only did the first single-player mission. I decided to try it out one night. and I really want to go back into it, but I'm like, oh, I need to get more shrines again. Got to save Zelda. Zelda's still been waiting 100 years for me. I got to get go save her. But um, hope to play it again soon. <laughs> yeah, she's on her second 200-year wait now. <laughs> <laughs> So how is master mode? Like, is it is it really? Because I heard like you start off with like a Lionel on the Great Plateau. Like, but that tells you just how crazy it is. Like, is it really difficult? It is if you try to fight everything at the start of the game. Because as you remember, you don't really get any easy equipment. And since all the Bokoblins are either blue or black, or even the white ones on the Great Plateau, you really can't defeat them with tree branches. Traveler swords, vocal bows. So I went through the like the complete like ignore route. I was I'd see a camp, I'd go right around it, skipped right past it, did the four shrines, and then I was like, okay, let's knock out some more shrines, and left it. Going there, I summoned Epona and went all the way up to Rito because I knew Revali's Gale was gonna be very very helpful. That's the one that lets you kind of jump up and fly into the air, so it makes climbing much easier. Much more enjoyable. <laughs> right. hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to touch uh, master mode yet, but at least <clears> but I mean, about that. I mean, there are a lot of them. Bokoblins, Lizalfo is just like sitting on platforms and that float in the sky with balloons. So you, since I was on horseback, I was able to just like trot, like jog right past them. But surely on foot, you'd get hit. But if you hit like a critical spot, they'll fall off into the water and usually die. So. It usually grants you a free chest that has like a level 30 some weapon. And I was like, hey, I could probably use this to fight some guardians in the side of the shrines. Um, right. The shrine, the shrine guardians are a lot harder because they actually recover health if you don't attack them for like, I don't know, like three to five seconds. So like if you're just trying to like bomb them to death, that's probably likely not going to work. Because they'll just be recovering their health back right away. So yeah. it is obviously very hard, but you also have to kind of know how to fight and be very aggressive and everything like that. No beating the beating them with just throwing bombs anymore. No. <laughs> I got to the right. game before. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I saw the Lionel. I knew to avoid him. Ran to the Stone Talus, knew to avoid him. Had the guardians chasing me down with their beams that ran behind the walls. So <laughs> it's all just stealth. Right. Huh. 
Well, that's pretty pretty intense. Sounds sounds interesting for sure. Um, what about you, Barry? What have you been playing lately? Uh, I haven't had much of a you know time to play, unfortunately. Uh, life's been too crazy. Uh, I did did pick up Splatoon too, uh, but unlike Steve, who played very very little, and unlike Greg, who played the first mission, I haven't even booted it up. Um, but I own it. I just just haven't had the time. Uh, I have like Greg, uh, like a Steve. I've been playing some Pokemon Go when I when I've gotten out, which is like five minutes a day. So I, I do my Pokestop and I do my catch of the day. I'm happy there. Uh, I have been uh, been playing actually more on the phone because that's all I have. Uh, I've been playing Tales of the Rays came out, uh, which is supposedly a full fledged Tales game, and it's really not. It's, it's definitely a free to play, but it's something to pass time and uh Pokemon Magikarp Jump. I still love that game. Like that that game is just very addicting. I don't know why, but I'm like I must power up every food and I'm almost there. So I'm farming money and it is a slow process, but it's it's just a lot of fun. Um outside of that, I uh I was part of a Kickstarter uh for a game called Thundered, which just came out and uh I got my code. That's Unfortunately, I hope it comes to Nintendo. I really hope it comes to the Switch. I think it'd be great. Um, but it's PC, PS4, I think Xbox One. It's a Metroidvania-style game. Uh, really, really cool. Uh, and allows you to go two paths. You can kind of go to the light side or you can go to the dark side, uh, which is interesting for a Metroidvania. So if you like those kind of games, uh, definitely check it out. I don't, I don't think it's expensive. Uh, other than that, Final Fantasy XIV just keeps taking my attention because it's something I can play with my wife and that's that's about it you know i i'm waiting for mario and rabbits that's that's gonna bring the game that brings me back to the switch uh and and even ever oasis i thought that would bring me back to the 3ds i just don't have time i want to play it so badly no time right right so in the chat room uh mike says master mode is just painful for zelda he said uh he pretty much has platoon 2 beat and he has a ton of complaints about the multiplayer though interesting mike i'm kind of curious if you post your complaints we can uh kind of talk about it a little um I, so it's kind of funny that you know for once it seems like everybody hasn't played like too much necessarily um whereas in the past it was always everybody's played a million things and i haven't touched anything at all now it's like the opposite i've played a lot lately so <laughs> for once like i actually have I've been, been actually uh gaming a decent amount um been playing i think mainly because i had my family from california was visiting uh in the chat room uh yusuf uh uh Pussy Sauce or whatever is his name. That's his, his name backwards. Uh, but um, so we've been playing a ton of multiplayer stuff. Mario Kart. We've been playing Arms. Um, we we're both taking turns. We we're all taking turns playing Splatoon. A uh, whole bunch of stuff on the Switch. Um, Arms. I, I hadn't played much on my own, but it was a lot of fun playing with everybody. Uh, we had like four player going and everything, which gets really chaotic uh, for sure. And um, lots of interesting, you know character like combinations like this person versus that and coming up with different strategies and stuff and it's it actually gets pretty intense i don't know how much i'm gonna continue to to play it as much i think that game kind of sort of died down a little bit with splatoon and everything coming out but definitely something i'll, I'll pick up and kind of play a little bit more um but splatoon i think has been taking up a lot of my time i think i've played over 15 hours of splatoon so far um and I played a decent amount of Turf War. I'm up to like level 11 now. Um, done about half the single player story stuff. Um, and I did the Splat Fest, 
that happened. I was team catch up and team catch up was so popular that like most of the time I was fighting other team catch up players instead of team Mayo. Um, but team catch up lost, unfortunately. So that sucks. Um, so that was interesting. I heard some controversies about that. (laughs) Yeah. People were mad about that. I read. Yeah. Because there was was so many catch up players and it wasn't a lot of Mayo players. So then like catch up was being going against like teams of catch up versus catch up. So what they weren't getting credit for their games. Exactly. Like I played probably. I totally went with Mayo. I'm team Mayo and I didn't even have to play to win. That's just how good. That's right. It won't help me. <laughs> yeah, because I booted up my Switch and I looked at the app and it said, you have no friends in Team Mayo. And like I had 10 Switch friends that were all Team Ketchup. Like all of my friends on the Switch were Team Ketchup. It was crazy. Like I played probably, let's say, like 10 matches and two of them were against Team Mayo. And the rest were all against Team Ketchup. Like that's how over, like, like it, it, didn't, it didn't match up. It was kind of annoying. Um, so yeah, so that was kind of frustrating with with that whole splat fest thing, um, but uh, yeah, I mean the game feels really solid. Um, I I actually like playing it on handheld and TV both. Either either one is fine, um, but it feels really solid and it looks great. Definitely, at first glance, it almost looks like you know if you don't pay too close attention, it could be similar to the first Splatoon. But if you look up close, the quality is is uh, the graphics are, are pretty good. Um, so yeah, so that's basically what, uh, what's been going on with, uh, with Splatoon 2 for me. Um, Blake in the chat said, oh, he is salty team ketchup. They couldn't catch up to Mayo. Ha ha. Ha. Uh, Mike says they need a less skewed splat vest. I agree. So we shall see what they do in the future. Um. Oh, and actually, 3DS, I should mention as well. I haven't played too much on it, but for once, I actually did boot it up because Amazon Prime Day happened, and they had that glitch that happens where I was able to get yeah. Hey Pikmin and Miitopia for like 6 or $7 each. Yep, and I so, did that too. Yeah, like that was just... Because I, I wasn't planning on getting them. I was like, Hey Pikmin, isn't, eh, you know, and Miitopia, like, sure, whatever. And then, like, I saw the glitch. I was like, okay, Amazon, signing on. Buy it now. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I played a little shit. bit of, yeah, like I played a little bit of Hey Pikmin. That's fun. Yeah, I got I got to find Hey Pikmin. It's somewhere, but here's Metopia. Um, yeah. still in the packaging because I haven't played anything. But. <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty amazing. <laughs> so more to come on that once I get to play more of those. Um, but yeah, so uh, any other games anyone's been playing? Or if not, we shall move on to the next topic, which is more um, any other purchases that you've made, gaming purchases, whether it be Amiibo or any accessories for anything, any collectibles, anything like that. Um, I don't know how much uh, you've gotten the time to, to I, do that, Steve. But I actually did. Uh, one of my first things I purchased, in fact, I think the first thing I purchased when I moved to town, because there's a GameStop right around the corner, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff right around the corner from our apartment, which is cool but a little dangerous. Um, but there's a GameStop there, and I wanted to go get a haircut at Great Clips, and it was right, right next door. Um, and I was like, hey, 
my wife and was like, you know, we play GameStop and just look around because I knew that they had the Monopoly Gamer edition. And I was like, I haven't gotten one yet. Wanted to see if they had them. And so uh, I kept looking at it and kept looking at it. And my wife's like, you should just get it. You're going to get it eventually. Why don't you just go get and get it? And so I walked away with uh, Monopoly Gamer. I haven't opened it yet, of course, just like everything else. But it's in another room. And I got uh, the, what else did I get? I got Luigi and Toad, I think. I think those characters, the ones I got, I just got two of them. I'm, I know I got Luigi. I'm pretty sure that I got Toad. Um, I was going to try to get uh, Nuki Mario, but um, they were out of stock. So. And uh, I think they're out of it's Fire Mario as well. So. What's that? It's a lot of fun. You'll, you'll really enjoy cool. it. Monopoly Gamers Go. Cool. So, yeah, I'm excited to play it. Um, and But I, I did actually get something in the middle of the move. <laughs> it was my first purchase <laughs> in my new town. <laughs> See, you could be a spokesperson. I just moved cross country. I don't need food. I don't need water. I don't even need to use the restroom. I need me some Monopoly Gamer. <laughs> so true. We were actually so living out of our U-Haul because we hadn't moved into our apartment yet. We're moving in the next day, and I went ahead and like purchased a game. So there you go. <laughs> uh, nice. Yeah. The uh, I I just played it recently with my cousins. I uh, used to sit in the chat and, and my other cousins and everything. Four player. It's pretty intense. Uh, definitely a lot of fun. Definitely. Uh, what about you, Greg? Did you uh, pick up anything? Yeah, and um, Prime Day, I got, like, these two little, like, shell controllers for the Joy-Cons. So it kind of makes it feel like it's its own separate pro controller sort of type thing. I saw they were on sale for, like, $10 or something like that. So I got the red and blue ones to go with the Joy-Con ones that I had already got with the Switch. I haven't really played out with it too much yet, but it seemed like a good idea because I thought it was very uncomfortable to just hold those things sideways already. So um, then fast forward, I got a replacement Ganondorf, so now I can scan him into Breath of the Wild when I log in every day. And then um, I also picked up this uh, beauty just a couple days ago, Mr. Corn, Super Smash Brothers Amiibo. Um, I did want to get Bayonetta and... Um, what's the other one? Cloud, but decided that it wouldn't be a good idea to put that on the charge card. So stuck with just corn for now, and hopefully go back and get those. No female right. corn. Um, I don't really care for the skin versions of the amiibos. I still don't have Famicom Rob. Um, but I wasn't gonna go for the three extras of those. Just get the player one editions. Yeah. Luckily, they all seem pretty readily available, at least at my local stores. Like, my Toys R Us has, like, a whole bunch of, the the main three, at least. The Player 2 ones, I know those are all exclusive and stuff, but at least the main ones seem to be pretty readily available at the store, stores in my area. Uh, yeah. yeah, the ones in mine, a number of them are sold out. I went to like, a different oh. market that I don't normally go to, and I was like, they have all three of them. I'm like, hello, I need corn. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Barry? What did you pick up? Um, for me, I uh, got all the Amiibos. I got all six Smash Brothers, Player 1 and 2. I got the uh, three Zeldas that came out, the Skyward Sword Link, Majora's Mask Link, and uh, Twilight Princess Link. Uh, Pikmin Amiibo, the three Splatoon Amiibos. That stupid Splatoon headset, I don't know why, but I got that stupid <laughs> thing. 
Um, obviously, Splatoon 2, Pit Hey Pikmin, and uh, Utopia. I think that's it on the uh, on the like you know Nintendo 3DS and Switch side. I did find, and I got stupid lucky on a copy of American Mensa Academy for the Wii. I got that for 11 bucks. Most people don't even know about that game, but I was very excited as a collector to, to find that. That that was my highlight for like the year. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, the uh, the headset. Uh, I got the Splatoon headset too, and I, I kind of regret it. I regret it. I regret it so I, much. I appreciate I appreciate the fact that you guys are getting that, so that Greg and I don't have to uh, subject ourselves to to testing it out. We can just take your word for it and <laughs> and save our save our money and and save our uh, sanity. Look at all the wires. What is this nonsense? This is ridiculous. I don't know. It's it's not even comfortable, at least for me. Like, I just, uh, I don't know. I like the design, but that's about it. <laughs> that's about it. See, to be fair, mine doesn't have all those wires because it's still in the box. Cause I haven't played <laughs> that's probably the yet. best way to keep you it right there. You should probably keep it that keep way. It. Yeah. I'm probably going to keep it just like this new. I'm going to put it up and go, Big mistake. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it can go right next to your virtual boy. Oh, oh. 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 oh man, you're lucky you. I'm just. I only say it because I'm jealous. I don't have one myself. Oh. Uh, virtual boy, not the headset. You can totally keep that. <laughs> oh no, this is coming your way now. <laughs> It'd be oh, like, man. you know, like, you know, like the stereotypical thing at Christmas. It's like, oh, you got a fruitcake. You know, like, oh, you got a Splatoon 2 headset. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, The I actually found that headset, like, as an in-game item, like, as a piece of gear for my Splatoon character. So I got it for my character in the game. That's fine. But the actual did headset. Did you get a match? Um, yeah. I, so I did try the voice chat. I do want to mention, I did try the voice chat app. Like, literally, the only way you can do voice chat is in private lobbies, which means you cannot add other people to your group. So you have to have eight people, because then not everybody can play. No less than eight, or obviously you're not playing a full match. So it's kind of dumb. <clears throat> so I played with two other people, so three of us total. And then it matches us up into teams. And those, two of them were on a team, and I was on a team. So I was talking, and then all of a sudden the match started, and I got cut off because you can only voice chat with your team. So I'm sitting there talking to myself, which didn't work. So after that one match, I said, let's quit and pull up Skype, and the rest was fine. <laughs> we just did random battles online yeah. and joined each other, and that was great. So Yeah. I feel like yeah. the only the ben- only benefit from the app is that you don't – if you're playing with people that you're only friends with on the Switch, then it can connect you re- instantly, and, and you don't have to worry about setting something up outside you know, with Skype or something like that. But really, that's the only benefit. I feel like it's so much easier to just arrange your own thing through Skype or something else, and and just go with it. Because like I haven't played it yet, but I just I've watched videos and I've seen it, heard other people complain about it, and I just like I don't get it. I still don't get it. I didn't know we didn't get it when we first heard it announced, and I I still don't get it. See, I understood why they kind of went with the cell phone app because their idea is that if you're playing portably this is using less of the system's power and the battery is already very low on the switch uh, for 
you know, you're already using the Internet, so this would just drain the, the battery faster. And I get that. Although, if this was new, like if this was 2003, you know, the PlayStation 2 was just going online. The GameCube was sort of going online with three games. You know, the Xbox had Xbox Live pioneering. Uh, then I could see, all right, this is, you know, rocky, but this is their way of doing it. But it's not 2003. It's, it's 2017. All right, like, I can pick up my phone, the very device they want me to use, and I could either call people, I could use Discord for free, I could use Skype for free, you know, I could use TeamSpeak, I could use Ventrilo. Like, there's a hundred other apps that already exist that do exactly what this does that I could use without a clunky headset and plugging in everything to a squid adapter, and it just, it just works so much better. I mean, we, we played Bomberman, Super Bomberman R, and we were doing it fine through Skype. You know, we had no problem. So it should have just been native to the system and uh, battery levels be damned, at least had it as an option. Well, it doesn't really make sense because, like, if they didn't want it to be for portable, like, say, battery or whatever, because, I mean, I don't mean it so many times that I'm going to be playing it portable and I still want to chat online. Like, if I'm playing portable, I'll either be playing by myself or I'm going to be playing local wireless um, with other people in the same room or whatever. There's not too many times, that, at least for my playing style, that I'm going to want to play online when I have it in portable mode. Usually, it's like, if, even if I'm por- playing in portable mode, I'm probably going to be around the house because I'm going to be connecting to Wi-Fi <laughs> and I can just plug it in when it goes low or whatever or, or it pops in my TV, which is actually the better you know, solution to playing online. The only, I agree with you. I I wouldn't play it online portably unless it was like, you know, I was in like New York Comic Con and I was in a queue and we all have our switches and we're like, oh, let's all play Splatoon. And in which case they're, they don't need voice chat because we're all physically there. So it doesn't matter. But they should have integrated it, especially for dock play. Because like I played mine mine mostly dock. And I was looking at this monstrosity and it's like, you need to plug it into the system, and then over here, and I'm like, that's, that's like eight, eight, ten feet away. Like, I'm trying to, like, eh, you know, like, how am I going to do this? It's terrible. Uh, it, it just doesn't work, and they should have just went yeah. integrated. I mean, even the do we 3DS know, semi. Yeah. Do we know if if there's enough technology, like, within the, the way they connect, the controllers to the system is it like through Bluetooth or something similar similar to the Bluetooth that could they eventually enable Bluetooth headsets and just integrate it into the OS? Is that is that possible in the future update? Should be. I mean, it has Bluetooth support, standard Bluetooth, so I would imagine that it should be. I would hope. Yeah. I mean, not that Bluetooth is the best connection for for Wi-Fi or for headsets and everything, but it's just so much better than what they got so far. Right. Well, I think that's only half the problem, though, is the other half is the way they implemented it with only private lobbies and this and that. Like, that's there's a bunch of issues with that. Even with the Splatfest, when, when, when you could play online in that, I was playing with two other friends, the three of us, we could not all play together. So for a Splatfest, they have a team option, but you have to have exactly four people. Or you have a solo option. And unlike normal online, like if I'm playing, you know, Steve, you could come and say, oh, look, Huffman's playing. I'm going to join him. With a Splatfest, you actually can't do that. <clears throat> You're never joinable. So it's like weird decisions like that that just make no sense at all. 
So we were all on Skype talking to each other, but playing separate games and stuff. Like it, it was just, it, it's just decisions like that, that just make no sense. I don't know. Oh, Mike says it's the same for ranked, apparently, for ranked battles. I haven't tried the ranked battles yet, but, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, so some weird decisions there. So a couple other uh, comments from the chat as well. So Mike said he picked up his Cloud and Bayonetta Amiibos, um, and he's been trying to find the Majora's Mask link to get that stuff as well. Uh, Yusuf is asking if any of us have used, like, spoof NFC cards to get, like, any of the Amiibo, because I know there's ways you can, like, you know, buy little NFC chips and stuff instead of buying the full Amiibo. Has anybody messed around with any of that stuff? <clears throat> nope. I, I haven't, obviously. But my I was little, ironically, I was just on the phone with my best friend before uh, this podcast, and he was telling me that he got one. He's like, he's the first thing he calls me, he says, guess what, I don't need to borrow any more of your Amiibo anymore because now I've got this. And he says it works really well. He's happy with it. And I told him he's a cheater. And, uh, you know, he should feel ashamed and dirty. And, uh, I, you know, I thought about maybe getting one when there was the whole Majora's Mask and, and Skyward Sword. We had no idea if they were ever coming, but they found the data. I was like, well, maybe I'll get that to at least get the costumes. And my patients, you know, got the best of me. And, well, now the, the actual Amiibo release. But I like the actual figures. I mean, it's convenient. It's, you know, nice to have if you have a laptop right there and you can just boot it up. But I, I have all my Amiibo open, so I can just bring my Switch to my cabinet and just do the same thing. And I have mentioned before, I actually bought a pack of the blank NFC cards. Um, I just haven't had time to mess around with it yet. Um, I've seen, I've been following some posts on like YouTube and Reddit and stuff like that just to kind of see how it's done. So I just haven't had a chance to start looking at creating them, but I do have the blank NFC cards in hand, but I just, I think it'd be really cool because they'll fit right into like that switch pocket on the on the case. So it'd be like, hey, I want to scan a Zelda amiibo on the train. Okay, boom, done. So I want to like bring this figure that can get damaged in my bag and stuff like that. Yeah, that's certainly uh, convenient, just the portability aspect of it for sure. Um, so I want to uh, move on to the next topic, but before we do that, real quick, I did want to mention some of the stuff that I picked up. So I did get the Platoon green and pink Joy-Cons imported from uh, Japan. Got them from uh, Amazon Japan because I don't know why North America doesn't have them. Makes no sense at all, but um, but I have those. I actually have all the color Joy-Cons so far, so yes, I am addicted. And yes, I did order custom Joy-Cons as well because I'm crazy, so I have custom Zelda Joy-Cons coming. Um, and apparently there's a program that will let you change the color of the Joy-Cons, uh, so when you actually put it in the Switch, like it'll recognize it as that color, so that way, when I get those Joy-Cons, I can set them and my Switch will actually recognize what color they are and everything. And so, anyways, just a fun little thing with that. And then I also, this came in handy when I was, because uh, my cousins um, are visiting from California, so they're at my grandparents' house. So I was constantly taking my Switch and Joy-Cons and stuff. So I got this uh, little Switch backpack uh, right here, which is super handy. like this one? Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, did your cool. before you jump into that? I, I got it a couple months ago. Did your uh, little thing right here like fall off at all? Like the the thing that holds that like zipper, like it it oh, fell no. off. Like for me, so like the top zipper, so it's like it wasn't very tight, and so now I just have a little piece of metal. Like I was gonna return it or like uh, exchange it at GameStop, and then like the time to like do that, like thirty or sixty days passed, and 
I was busy packing and everything, and so I never got to do it. So unfortunately, I mind missing a little thingy to pull the zipper on the top. Oh yeah, no, mine's still still on there. The um, yeah, the I I there's so many different little compartments in here. Like I could store so many things. It's pretty awesome, and I love like all the storage space. I have all my Joy Cons and everything in here. Like it's so convenient. Um, it's pretty sweet. I got my Splatoon 2 Pro controller in here as well. So, um representing all the colors and everything but yeah i mean definitely um if you're going to travel a lot yeah definitely i I would say like for sure if you travel a lot even if it's not switch related if you just want to use it for some other stuff like you can easily there's so many little compartments and stuff in here too that um it's just a cool switch themed backpack as well so can the dock go in there too like does that fit as well yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can put the dock and your power supply and everything there at the bottom of the, the, the back one. We had all those different compartments. At the very bottom, there's no space for your, your dock on one side and your power supply on the other. Yeah. It's all, like, wow. labeled with yeah. little icons. So this one's yeah. for your dock, this one's for Joy-Cons, you know. Um, yeah. And, and it's basically like three sets of Joy-Cons or something. And it's kind of a, I think the, one of the reasons why it's, it's a little more comfortable is it's, it's, like, a little bit of a taller backpack. And so, like, it fits your back really well, and it's nice and, and soft. And so I, I was wearing it just walking around the airport, and I was like, this is really comfortable. It's, like, more comfortable than my North Face hiking backpack, which I, I use all the time. And uh, I was like, maybe I should start using this Nintendo Switch one more often. <laughs> yeah. I'm just disappointed it doesn't make the Switch sound effect when you're, like, playing around with compartments. <laughs> cool. Maybe it's got Velcro, so maybe it's, like... It kind of sounds like it. you just play with a zipper. Somebody should mod it. See, if they did that and some kid decided to use it as an actual backpack in school, you know they would sit there in class and just go. <laughs> uh, it would just get really annoying. Or just really awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it depends on how many times he does it or she does it. I mean, have a five minute yeah, cool down. <laughs> a five minute cool down. Um, but yeah, so that's all the stuff that that's come out. So a bunch of stuff um that's released. Oh, the I know we're just going on and on, but hey Pikmin Amiibo, haven't opened it yet, but got that as well. Um so anyways, moving on to the next topic. Um so as I understand it, uh we have some new Fire Emblem Heroes information. There is apparently like a mini directive sorts or whatever they call it, and Greg uh Gonna tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, it was a, a Fate Channel update that happened on July 27th. Um, they did like a 10-minute YouTube video to kind of do some updates that were coming to the game. Um, since obviously that was like at least 10 days ago, some of them actually are live now. Um, well, starting today, they did like the Bound Hero battle where Cecilia and um, Liana are together on like a map that's kind of like a Grand Hero type battle and battle them to get some free orbs. They also announced that <clears throat> there was to be a Grand Hero battle later this month in August for Voltaire. He's a Dark Moonstone opponent that uses a lance, and he also flies. That should be very exciting. Um, they also revealed that the new Tempest Trials, which will be starting in like a week or two now, it's centered, um, centered around the Shadows of Valencia with the, um, Celica and Alm together at last, and you can use some of the 
bonus heroes that will be coming out, which are Grey and Delphia and Sonia. They also revealed that there's going to be like a continuous auto section. So if you just play your battles automatically, you can just have it do a, an automatic battle for all the entire set if you wanted to. They're also going to improve the team management thing to um, allow you to have teams set up in place. You can just select them when you're going between in the Tempest Trials. There's also going to be a new difficulty mode. It'll be actually be easy, and there'll be heroes at level 10, so everyone will be able to participate. They are also going to be making a change to the scoring system. So on your first two runs for the day, you'll get triple the points. And your bonus allies that you bring into the combat will get plus 10 hit points and plus 4 to all stats, along with the uh, 2 times XP and SP bonuses. And some of the rewards is going to be like an attack ploy skill, which will lower your opponent's attack. It's a sacred seal. And also Clive, he's one of the heroes from Shadows of Valencia. They also covered the version 1.6 update, and that actually launched last night. Um, there's going to be a new arena mode called Arena Assault, and it's basically kind of like Squad Assault, where you just bring a number of different teams, but you're fighting arena teams against all sorts of different players from around the world. Um, there'll be some special items that you can use during battle that can deal damage or heal. Um, it won't cost any stamina or dueling swords to use. And there'll be a new currency called Sacred Coins, and they didn't expand on what those will be used for. Also in the update is the catalog of heroes. You can view all the summoning anim animations and all the voice tracks and everything on all the heroes that you've acquired. That actually is pretty cool. I saw that I have 109 out of the 151 characters. They also increased the hero merit to 3,000. Get more XP and SP in arena mode when you play normal normal mode. Um, they also did like a for a new banner. They have the Norian Summer that's just that actually started the next day on July 28th. Um, you can get female corn. That's a blue fly mage. Leo red infantry mage. Xander has <clears throat> an axe unit, and Elise is a green infantry mm -hmm. mage. And then finally, they covered some six-month anniversary stuff. They get login bonus of two orbs per day. And then they also have like special like chain login bonuses. You can get even extra orbs by logging in over those trades of days. I think I got like five or something this morning from that. That was actually pretty cool because you use the orbs to summon for new heroes. They also will be adding some daily training tower quests later this month, along with some sacred seal quests. They also do some tournament special maps and new daily special maps. And then at the culmination of it, they changed some of the way the banners are going to be held. Um, there's You get a free summon on every single banner that's released from today onwards. So you don't have to spend five orbs on the very first hero. You get that one free. Um, after, <clears throat> let's see, then also starting it is that they swap the summoning rates for four-star heroes and three-star heroes. Four stars will now come at 58%, and 
three stars will be at 36. That's an awesome welcome change there. Really like getting a higher star and stronger hero to use in battle. And that actually concludes that update. You guys have any thoughts on it, or does no one else play this besides me? <laughs> I, I I still, like I said, rarely play it. I still log in. What I think most you know interesting about it is it's their third mobile game. Super Mario Run was a pay-to-own game, free to start, and this is a free-to-play game where you can just keep buying currency. And it's interesting that they've actually made more money on Fire Emblem Heroes with that pay structure as a less popular franchise than their flagship Mario as they pay to own. Uh, so I, I think it might influence what they do with Animal Crossing and Zelda going forward. But, you know, I, I just think that part is interesting. And I'm glad to see that they're actually, uh, you know, keeping up with it. Yeah, it seems like a pretty sizable update. I haven't played the game, but um, just from you know uh, that information, there seems like they're they're keeping it going and trying to keep the content coming with it, which is which is great. So it'll be interesting to see how all their mobile titles do because they're all trying different things with their different mobile games. So it'll be interesting to see which ones really like resonate with a lot of people for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see. I don't know about Zelda, but I could definitely see them following a similar model in Animal, Animal Crossing. Like, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's it's, it's a no-brainer for them, and and they'll make so much money because there's so huge Animal Crossing fans out there that are even bigger than us and bigger than husband and his sister, like like people that would buy everything from Animal Crossing, and and they're gonna make like a fortune just off those players alone. I, I have all like 471 amiibo cards for Animal Crossing. Okay. I don't. Okay, even maybe Barry's Barry's one of them. You don't even like in-app purchases, but, but I bet you get. <laughs> I did play Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, so I mean. Well, I did too. I have. I have and, oh. you, So I have them all. Then, then basically, what that means is we both suffered. Yeah. <laughs> but does Barry play Happy Home Designer? And it's a real one second. And you also both bought the Splatoon 2 headset. There's a correlation there. Hmm. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I don't like where this is going. So moving on. No, no, actually, the Animal Crossing game, I thought it was supposed to come out this year, too. So I feel like we're the mobile yeah. one. So I feel like we're supposed to hear, we should hear more about it. In the near future, so. Well, they actually said what five games within the first year, and and Animal Crossing would be number four or five. Was still a mystery game. We know Zelda's coming. I don't think they're gonna do Zelda this this year uh, with Breath of the Wild already out. I think they'll save it for next year. They don't need to bring attention to that series right now. Well, it wouldn't be you know right to just release the Zelda game on time. They need to at least delay it twice. <laughs> oh yeah, of course. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I mean. Fire Emblem and uh, Animal Crossing were delayed. I think they were supposed to be in like September of last year. So, so that was kind of pushed for like Mario Run and then so. Yeah, I want to see Pilot Perfect. Dreams Mobile, where where every every uh, use of the jetpack costs you like five dollars, and if you don't pay, you just like crash and burn cost you like $85 to complete a mission if you're really good or 155 if you suck. 
Yeah, I just want to see a competent uh, voice chat app on mobile. <laughs> just give me something. <laughs> that I'm fine. Now, see him uh, on your app for too much here from Nintendo. <laughs> oh, yeah, my bad. Um, but, you know, speaking of mobile games and successes, or at least something that was a success, and now, uh, you know, I don't know, um, Pokemon Go. <laughs> right? So Pokemon Go, huge success at first, and, and they... Obviously, I mean, we all knew the popularity was going to go down. There's no way it could sustain that huge level of success for that long. But at least having an active player base and maintaining that for a while was, was kind of a goal of theirs. And one of the things that they tried to do to bring people back was revamp a lot of the stuff with gyms. So they now have raid battles, right? So now some of the gyms you can go and participate. You team up with other trainers there. And within a set period of time, you try and take down a certain Pokemon. And then you have the chance to catch it if you beat it. You don't automatically get to catch it, um, but you have the chance to, to try and catch it. Um, and they range in difficulty level, and they recently introduced legendary Pokemon into these raid battles as well. Um, and alongside the way they introduced the legendary Pokemon was at the first ever Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago, which was this big thing for the anniversary of the game. They're hyping it up, and so many people traveled from all over the world to go there. And there were a lot of problems, lots of connection issues and all sorts of troubles and stuff. So they ended up giving people refunds to the events, not for travel or any of that kind of stuff, but just, you know, the event itself, $100 of credits in Pokecoins in the game. And they gave everybody in their account, um, I believe, a Lugia and an Articuno, or at least one of those two uh, legendary Pokemon. Um so whether was, that made up for it or not, yeah, what was, it was it? They gave everybody a Lugia, but they uh, all the legendaries that appeared during the Pokemon Go Fest, which was a lot, they had a 100% catch rate. So they might as well have just given it to them. Like, it's ridiculous. Right. Like, I have <laughs> he has, like, four Lugias and, like, five Articunos. And here's the kicker. The ones they gave were 100% IV. So like, oh wow! Perfect. So it's like it almost feels like cheating. It almost like pay to win. Like you paid to go to Chicago, or you happen to live in Chicago, and now you you, you didn't pay the twenty dollars for your ticket because it got refunded, and here you go, awesome legendary Pokemon with the best stats. You just paid to win the game. I mean, yeah. you could say the same thing about Fire Emblem Heroes. I mean, I'm a part of a group, and there's people that like are dropping whatever forty, sixty, hundred dollars on one of those banners just to summer, summon all the heroes. So a lot of those games are exactly as they are, pay to win. Which ter- well, see, that would be different if it was like that from the start. But Pokemon Go was never about pay to win from the start. And this is exactly what this event did, uh, especially considering it was only Chicago. There, there were people who could go. There were people who couldn't go. And even those that could go, the tickets sold out like that. So even if someone had the money to go and had the time to go, they couldn't get tickets to the event. They were SOL. And that's, that's you know, it's the alienation of your fan base that is paying you money. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the other challenge with it, you know, they want to get people back into playing the game, right? So raid battles and legendary Pokemon and stuff was supposed to be that. And, you know, I'll admit, I, I boot up the game every now and then. But with, with the raid battles and legendary Pokemon, I was like, yeah, let me hunt down some stuff and, I went out with my sister again to play some, some, you know, some raid battles and try and find some stuff. Like, 
we found a raid battle for uh, a Lukia or something, and it was me and my sister, and, like, we were screwed. Like, we barely touched it. Like, you can't play with a small group of people. You need, like, a large group of people yeah. to have a chance at beating it, which we didn't find any crowds of people playing. Uh, now, I'm sure in the cities and stuff, like, yeah, you probably could, but we found nothing. Like, we stood no chance. I, the only raid battle that I successfully beat was with my cousins, and it was against a Magikarp. It was a Magikarp raid battle, and then we caught it afterwards. And we only did it because we just wanted to do a raid battle because we, we <laughs> there's nothing else that we could do. So, See, here's what I found know. with the raid. Like, like, I found an Articuno near my house, like, right next to my house. And I went there, and there was no one there. So I'm like, I can't do this. And I went back, like, 45 minutes later, and there was a group. And they were consistently throwing themselves at this and failing. So I got my wife, and we came down there, and we were, like, the tipping scale. We wound up beating it. Didn't catch it, of course. Um, and they, they were a lot like, oh, there's one over, like, three towns over. Let's go. We can Lugia. Let's go. And I'm like, I don't have the time to drive three towns over. You know, like, I have, a, you know, like, too much going on. And I think that alienates people, too. Even if you live in a populated area, people may not be around, and those legendary battles are really strong. One-star and two-star difficulty, you can solo if you've got a good team. Like, I've been able to solo one and two-star, you know, Magmars and Jolteons and you know, bay leaves and stuff like that, no problem. But three-star and up, even two people's rough. Like, you really need three-plus. And if you don't have those people, it's, it's content that you can't access. Like, even if, yeah. even if you, you're standing right there, like, you cannot access it. Uh, and that yeah. kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. It's a neat idea, That's but true. it sucks in applications. That's true, and, and it's really... You know, places like that are heavily populated. I mean, I'm thinking like in Japan, there there's so many people all over the place. You can always find people to play with, but that's not the case in the majority of the United States. Um, you know, we have some hugely populated cities, and then we have a bunch of rural areas and a bunch of suburban places that aren't as populated, and maybe they don't they're not set up for that. But like, so the town I left from, you know, it was more suburban and and didn't you know didn't have too much there and I never, you know, was really playing with too many other people, but the city I moved to um, does have people all the time. And I had a friend that was telling me today that he finally caught, um, I forget which one it was. It was one of the, the legendary birds, but, um, but he showed up in a place that had like 25, 26 other people that were already, you know, trying to catch it and they jumped in together and defeated it and caught it. And then, um, and there's like three or four other uh, gyms within that are like a small areas that do have it. So like, while it's very nice for me now, because it's, it's actually helped me get back into the game and I'm seeing a lot more Pokemon all the time because I'm in, in an area that, that does have it. People are playing, there's a lot of gyms, there's a lot of Pokestops around and everything. It alienates those people that do not live in those areas because there's not seeing me playing the, there's not as many Pokemon, there's not as many Pokestops, there's not as many gems, and they don't have as many opportunities to really enjoy the game to its full potential like those of us that live in, in bigger cities. <clears throat> Another thing that they did to gyms, originally when with gyms you could stack, I think, up to nine Pokemon in there. Uh, and then if you had a Pokemon in a gym, you can go to the shop and get 10 coins. And for every gym you could get 10 coins, uh, every day, 24 hours, you could get it again as long as you had Pokemon in the gym. It was a slow process, and they decided to speed it up. Now, if you have Pokemon in the gym, as long as it's in there, 
it's defending when it comes back, depending on its time, you can get anywhere from, I guess, one, if it dies right away, uh, one coin to spend in the shops up to 50. 50 is the cap. The problem is they don't want people getting too much money too quickly. So it's 50 a day. So if a Pokemon's in there for eight hours and you get 50 coins, if a Pokemon's in there for a week and a half, you still get 50. And here's the kicker. If you have a Pokemon that's in a gym for like a week and a half, say you put a, a second one in another gym, that one gets defeated after like say six hours, you get 50 coins. Now that one that's been there for a week and a half also gets defeated on the same day, you get zero coins. You had that gym for a week and a half, you were feeding it berries, you get zero coins. And that is like, that happened to me. I was like, that, that pisses me off. Like, why did I spend those berries? Why did I go there and try to defend that gym and build it up to get nothing? Like, like I understand you want to, you will rather people spend real money to get the, the coins, but at the same time, you're almost insulting those that go out of their way to defend. So now I throw my Pokemon in and I don't care because I know by the time it gets beat, I'm going to get 50 coins, whatever. In fact, I pray, like, please beat it so that I could put it back in again to get another. So you could have it back. Yeah. Like, it's a weird system. Like, I mean, I think, you know, there's certain pieces that are like, okay, this would be a good idea as a way to get people back in, like legendary Pokemon. Everybody's been wanting it. More ways to do interact with gyms or stuff like that. Like, that, that idea is great, but then the way they executed it, I think, just didn't. Um, didn't work out, you know, that well. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they continue with it. But, like, I'm kind of burned a little bit by the whole Legendary thing because that's one of the big things I was waiting for. And the way they implemented it, I'm like, oh, I'm never going to get a Legendary. So, you know, I mean, at this point, there's not, not much incentive to kind of keep continuing with it. But Another, another thing about it's been there for a year. Like, it's been a, almost, over a year now since this came out. There's still network issues. The apps still crash. There's still network errors galore. And there's still no trading and there's no battling your friends over a year later. Now, I understood they didn't expect the craze. They had to devote time to keep the servers up originally. I give them six months past. But at this point, it's no secret people want trading. It's no secret people want battling one-on-one or even two-on-two. That should have been in the game before Legendary, before all this other stuff. Like, that is fundamental Pokemon, and yeah. they're still not there. Yeah. And in my opinion, I mean, they made so much money on this on this game that, I mean, what I would have probably done is like, okay, you know, I don't want to pocket all this money. Let's use a significant amount of it to hire some, like, incredibly good server specialists, get them in here, figure this out in a week, and then banging out like all the other stuff, all the other features that we've been putting off because we were figuring out the server stuff. Let's get the best people in there because they made so much money. They should be able to afford, you know, even a million dollars to buy like some top notch, you know, server specialists to, to figure it out so that we not have to deal with it anymore. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I don't think Definitely. they were very Even Nintendo. I mean, I know it's, it's Nintendo really doesn't have much to do with it. Just their ownership of the Pokemon company or their partial ownership, but they could have went to Nintendo and said, look, we need some help. Not that Nintendo is great with network, but hey, could we have a loan or something? We'll give you more profit. Like instead of you getting, let's say 5% share, we'll give you 10% share uh, if you do it as an investment to make this game better uh, and something like that. Because they got the money, to, you know, it's, it's, as an investment, it's smart. 
And there's right. there's a number of things that come with trading. I mean, I've seen the threads people asking to trade even even in Fire Emblem because it's you have characters with different IVs and stuff like that, and you want to make sure you have like the best ones that are like plus attack and all that. <clears throat> the main issue is, I mean, you can all you can open up multiple accounts. You can like trade like bad good ones for not so good ones. I mean, you can trade random strangers. I mean, I know a number of the Pokemon are like geographic, so you have to like travel to like certain like continents just to even acquire them. They yeah. said that like when the game launched. I mean, that would make those much more easier to obtain to anyone. And that yeah. kind of <laughs> defeats the it, purpose of trying to collect them all if you can easily acquire them from people that can manipulate that. Well, I mean, I understand the people like like they did something I think where if you uh, obtained your Pokemon through a cheating method, like you can't do something in the gym or or something. They did something yeah. to to cheating Pokemon. It's not usable in raids or something. But for legit Pokemon, I mean. It's not like I could just take a Charizard and go, oh, HM fly, I'm going to fly over there. Look, I'm dating myself. HMs aren't even in the game anymore. But I'm going to fly over to Paris, and I'm going to go get the European exclusive. Like, it's nothing like I'm playing it on my 3DS. You can't do that. I have to pay, you know, $700 for a plane ticket. I got to take all that time to go over there, hope the plane doesn't crash just to get a Pokemon. Like, that's ridiculous at this point. Like, it's a freaking mobile game. they, They need to open it up. Like they need to allow trading. Yeah, and even if they allow trading, it's still it's still going to be that extra layer of difficulty of finding somebody that has it and then trading. So it still makes it a little bit more difficult than your normal Pokemon to catch. And that being said, whatever the North American exclusive is, isn't it like Taurus or something? Like it's. I found like one or two the entire time I've played in the past year. Like they're really, at least in my area. Oh well, in my area they're pretty rare. So I mean, even for me, it's like. Oh wait, I can't. Yeah. Oh, you can't trade. Yeah. Oh darn! You need that link. You need that link cable that connects your phone. (laughs) There it is. The link cable. It's it's hiding under our nose. Wait. If we both put it on, maybe we can wirelessly transfer our Pokemon through here somehow. I don't know. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So. I guess it remains to be seen how, how things continue as Pokemon Go, but definitely a lot of things that they can improve with it, for sure. Um, yeah. So I want to um, sort of end the discussion for tonight with some talk on sales, um, because we have some recent sales numbers, uh, how things are going, and then you know some, some thoughts on where we think things are going to be going in the future. Um, so for the period ending on... It's a three-month period ending on June 30th. Uh, Nintendo made um, about $578 million in gross profit. And uh, if you just straight operating profit is $145 million, uh, which is in contrast to a year ago where um, there was a $272 million in operating profit and they lost $46 million overall. So they're actually um, gaining money now. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, you know, obviously a plus, uh, the switch has now sold, they sold 1.97 million, uh, during that quarter, bringing the total lifetime sales to 4.7 million for comparison, the Wii U sold 13.56 millions to date, a million units to date. So 4.7 million. So, uh, getting a little close to almost halfway of those lifetime sales. Um, Breath of the Wild 
um, has sold 3.92 million to date. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 3.54 million to date. Keep in mind, 4.7 switches. So the uh, the ratio of, of consoles to games there is pretty high. Um, the tie ratio. Uh, and ARM is a million seller at 1.18 million as well. Um, so definitely selling quite well. Um, on the 3DS side, Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia contributed to 5.85 million total 3DS game sales, um, which is down 31% year over year. Um, but obviously, as we know, um, the 3DS, even though they have the new 2DS XL, it's slowly not becoming as much of a focus. Um, but uh, smartphone efforts drew in about $80.5 million over the quarter. Um, so they're making a decent amount just from those smartphone games as well. So what are you guys' thoughts on, on these sales, and where do you think it's going to go in the coming months? They could be higher <laughs> if they actually had product. <laughs> yeah, I think there's still so many people that I was even, we were getting uh, dinner tonight at by Jimmy John's, and I had, at the time, I had my Zelda shirt on. Um, but, yeah, I changed because we're talking Pokemon tonight. Um, but anyhow, <laughs> and so um, we stepped in there, and, and there you go. And the uh, the guy was, um, he was like, oh, nice shirt. And I was like, have you played the new one? He's like, no, but it's the main reason I want to switch. And I think there's so many people that are that are there that want to switch, they just can't find one still. And so I think that number could be so much higher if they had the product. And I don't know, really know the, all the reasons why. Maybe the, there's some significant reasons of why they don't have them yet. But I, I think it's unfortunate. Um, and I think they, they need to, to beef it up as much as they can so that they can get more product in people's hands because I think if people are ready and willing to buy it. Um, I think it's cool that uh, because I'm I'm a huge fan of, of Zelda, but also Mario Kart, and it sounds like most Switch owners have both Zelda and Mario Kart, um, which is, you know, two of definitely the best games. Um, and it's cool to see the ARMS is getting that much love. I wasn't really sure, um, you know, how it would do overall, but it seems like it's doing pretty well, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. What about you, Greg? Definitely kind of reminds me of like the Wii situations. I mean, that was like off store shelves for like like two or three years at least, and it seems like the Switch is already kind of like on par to keep that going. It seems like they come in. It seems like they've been selling. So it's great to really see that they have another good console on their hands. <clears throat> and I do agree with Steve. The sentiment is really cool to see that the Switch owners are getting multiple titles, and it's just not like for Wii Sports. They're actually getting other games like Legend of Zelda, Mario Kart, quite possibly Arms, Splatoon 2. I mean, got a lot of stuff coming on the way. Super Mario Odyssey is sure going to hit the million mark pretty quickly, I imagine. Right. Yeah. What are you, Barry? I'm really pulling for March 3rd of next year, the Switch selling 14 million units. I want to see the Switch outsell Wii U lifetime sales in one year because the people called the Wii a fluke. Like the Wii was just a, an unstoppable juggernaut in terms of sales, it won the generation. You ask, you know, hardcore gamers, they'd probably say, well, I picked the 360 or I picked the PS3 as my platform of choice, but the Wii 
was the winner in financially in terms of sales. However, if you also look at the we attach rate, it's terrible. Like, like it's something stupid, like 2.8 or something low. Like the, the Wii Sports was a, what a lot of people just bought, and like that was it. And maybe they bought Wii Sports Resort or Wii Play. Wii Play was like number two, and maybe Mario Kart Wii, and like that was it. Like so many other games, even as great as like Mario Galaxy, they just didn't attach of that degree of you know 100 million units on the Wii. So the, when the Wii U came out, it was terrible. I mean, especially by contrast. I mean, you look at the Wii sales and you look at the Wii U sales, it is abysmal. So to see the Switch at this rate, it's selling faster than the Wii was right now. And that says something. If they do this grand launch come October with Mario Odyssey and this holiday, I think it can pull multi-million this holiday, multi-million Black Friday, and as long as the stock is there. Like, like Steve said, they could have more right now if they were on shelves. I know people were clamoring for it, uh, and that's, that's Nintendo. That's what they do. You know, they did it even with the NES Classic, and I can assure you the SNES Classic, no matter how much they say, isn't going to be like this. It's going to be like this. Um, however, it's just great to see because so many people are like, oh, the Switch, it looks terrible, and oh, it's underpowered. And even I said, you know, myself, why didn't they go with the Tegra X2 chip? It already exists. It's more powerful. Why would you go with multi-year-old technology? And I still think they should have went a little more powerful, but that will be for the Switch Mini down the road. Um, but it's just it's interesting to see. You know, Mario Kart, people could say, well, why are you releasing Mario Kart 8 again? It's a deluxe. And, and you know what? It is a Wii U port. And it sold 8 million units on the Wii U. It sold two-thirds of the install base pretty much of the Wii U bought Mario Kart 8, and already that over 75%, or about 75% of the Switch user base has bought Mario Kart 8. That speaks volumes. And it also says, hey, what other Wii U games can we make deluxe versions of? And I think we're going to see more besides Pokemon Tournament, besides uh, Lego City, technically, and, uh, you know, obviously Mario Kart. You know, maybe we'll get Xenoblade Chronicles X. Maybe we'll get, you know... Mario 3D World, maybe we'll get New Super Mario Brothers U, or we'll get the the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess HD bundle. Who knows? Uh, I'm just excited. I think they're in a really strong position. I just hope they keep it up. And I think the number one reason why is marketing. Their marketing department for the Switch has been on point. Their marketing department on the, on the 3DS is not as good right now. Um, Especially, I don't know if you guys saw the Hey Pikmin commercial. It's it's pretty bad, uh, as opposed to like the, the the Switch marketing, which is just on fire. And I think at this really, point, the they don't really need to promote the 3DS that much because most people have one already. Yeah, but they're still pulling out a new model. No one expected the new 2DS, and there it is. You know, that's still launching. So, you know, and they still have more coming out. In fact, in fact, uh, just announced Dragon Quest One, Two, and Three are coming to the 3DS in Japan. Will we see it over here? Who knows? Uh, you know, Square Enix is really supporting the Switch. Uh, Dragon Quest Builders was uh, Builders 2, I'm sorry, was just announced. They have the Secret of Mana trilogy over there. Dragon Quest The Heroes 1 and 2 was a launch title. Where are those titles over here in America? Like, like that would just help American sales, I think. Especially considering they're already coming here for the PS4. So, if people are like, well, I have a PS4 and I have a Switch, you know, oh, I can at least get the PS4 version. But those people are already going to buy the game now if they have the Switch as an option. Or those that don't have a PS4, now it opens it up. And I don't know if you play, like, Dragon Quest Builders is a great game. 
And um, I think it would be like Minecraft is on the Switch. They should put this on there too, like in America at least. Well, Nintendo yeah. did have to convince them to get seven and eight on the 3DS over oh. here, so I'm just. <laughs> that took forever. That was terrible. And yeah. it's now it's caused me not to really play. I picked up seven, but I haven't even booted it up. I haven't beat eight, even though I had gotten that one for Christmas. It just there's it's a bad time to be trying to play it. The Nintendo, I think, you know, how much do they make? 500-something million or 400-something, or billion, I mean, 400-something billion. They should invest some of that money into bringing some of those titles over to America. Like, if NOA was being smart, if Reggie was being smart, let's get those titles in. Because if you look at the release list, at least for physical, I'm not talking digital, I know there's more digital, but at least in physical, there's about four games a month for the Switch right now, which isn't a lot when you compare what comes out for the Xbox One and what comes out for the PS4. Four games a month is not a lot. They could add in a fifth or a sixth game, especially ones that already exist. All you have to do is translate it. And they could just say, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll publish your game in America. You know, other companies have done that. Uh, yeah, I forget who. I think it was Resident Evil. Not Resident Evil. One of the games was, like, by Capcom. Oh, uh, Grand Theft Auto, I think. Capcom published that in Japan. Uh, you know, like, it's really interesting. Some of these companies will publish, you know, overseas. Let's, let's Nintendo keep publishing square you know maybe we'll get kingdom hearts 3 that way too how great would that be for the switch or maybe a kingdom hearts 1 and 2 hd uh collection like the ps4 got it exists just put it on switch right yeah i think they definitely could continue to to do that i think as long as they keep up the pace and and you know increasing the number of games is great but i think the, the biggest thing that they've done right so far with Switch as well, and they and they, they said they would do this before and they didn't, but so far on the Switch they fall through with it, is spreading out the releases so that in terms of not like everything at once and then huge gaps, you know, there hasn't been huge gaps. And, um, and I think that's really helped the pace because right now Nintendo hasn't been able to, to keep Switches on the shelves, but keeping a steady stream of new Switches coming into the stores and they're getting sold, uh, and they seem to be timing a lot of the stock with new game launches. Like, you know, ARMS was coming out. There's some new Switch systems in stores. Splatoon's coming out. They're in stores. In fact, in the couple of days before Splatoon came out, that was the first time I saw uh, the Switch in stores. I went to a couple targets, and they're sitting in the shelf. They had two or three just sitting there. Um, and this was, like, in the middle of the afternoon. But once Splatoon came out, ever since then, I haven't seen a Switch in stores. You know, as these games come out, the systems are selling. And if they keep the games releasing, Mario and Rabbids, Mario Odyssey, and, and uh, you know, we have some for the, re- for the next couple weeks and months, but they need to add some more titles and pick up and, and keep the pace going uh, and increase the stock. And I think that combination of things will really lead to um, some, some good sales. I think they're, they're on the right track with that. They just have to keep it going forward, definitely. Well, there's mm-hmm. also uh, Fire Emblem Heroes is coming out, which is also on the new 3DS, and uh, Xenoblade 2. I think you meant right. Fire Emblem Warriors, but yeah. <laughs> yeah I said Heroes is the mobile game. Yeah. Heroes oh, is the mobile game. game. <clears throat> We've been talking about Heroes so much. They, I meant Warriors. Yeah. Know what I mean, not what I say. <laughs> I did want to say, yeah, like, even so. if they are only releasing four games, it seems like it has been pretty quality releases. I mean, Splatoon 2, very high-quality arms. I'm sure it's very high-quality. I mean, we're getting Mario and Rabbids later this month. I mean, you're still getting, like, a AAA, like, top-tier, like, 
title releasing <laughs> at least one of them like a month. Oh yeah, that that I totally agree with. I'm just saying we could get these other these other AAA titles uh, that already exist. I'm talking ones that already mm-hmm. exist, like Secret of Mana Collection. We've got the first game, we got the second game, but the third game never came out in America. It was supposed to come for the Super Nintendo in America, and it never did. Look at the buzz around Star Fox 2, right, on the, of the SNES Mini. This was never released. Granted, this game has been released. Granted, this game has been fan-translated. But people would go crazy over here in the RPG community. Much like another game, Mother 3, which also got a fan translation. But I guarantee people would go crazy if it was announced for America. Yep. Definitely. Yeah, there, there's, there's a lot more they could they could do with it. So let's just hope Nintendo just doesn't blow it. I mean, I know for the longest time on this podcast, we were just constantly just negative on on everything that was coming out. It's 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 refreshing to be positive for a while. Like it's it's been kind of nice, you know. It feels good. I uh, just hope they, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to be optimistic and hope that it continues. Um, right. So. Yeah, it's nice to be able to sit back and go, <laughs> "Wow, I don't have enough time to play all all the Switch games that I have." Right. Yeah. Instead of like not having a single game to choose from for a game of the year <laughs> episode, I have oh, so yeah. many. I don't know what to pick now. Like there, it was, I was just sitting here like I haven't played anything, guys. I'm sorry. Like this entire year, but now I, I have so much. It's crazy. So last, last so year was just terrible. I mean, for anyone <laughs> listening that has not listened to our game of the year podcast for last uh, year, listen to it for a laugh because it's really bad. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, I think that's going to wrap things up for uh, the episode today. Um, so our next episode will be um, pulling up the exact date here. So it'll basically be September 4th, uh, probably. We'll confirm, uh, just make sure that works for everybody. But that's the first Monday of the month. And at that point, um, we shall have uh, Mario and Rabbits, right? Because that comes out the end of, um, end of this month. So, yeah. yeah, it's August already. I'm like, wait, is it this month? Yeah, it's coming out real quick. So we're going to have some, some more cool stuff to talk about for sure. So um, definitely stay tuned for that. Um, and check out, you know, our Nintendo Feed YouTube channel. We have other shows uh, that go on there as well, Game Chats and Industry Talk. Um, uh, so we have to check that out. Oh, that is Labor Day. Um, so we'll, we'll kind of figure it out to see what the plan is. But around that time, you'll hear from us will be around for sure um but uh yeah definitely uh thank you guys for for joining and 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 posting your comments in the chat as well and we will see you all next time hey before we go though we do have some other play nyc tickets to give away so Uh um i'm doing this on the fly sorry for just like throwing this out there but we have some tickets available if you're interested and you've made it this far in the podcast send us a message on youtube that you're interested in going and we may just hook you up if you're one of the first people that contact us. So no comment, anything like that. Just send us a message if you're interested and we'll hook you up. Make sure that you're actually able to attend though. Um, but just like title, like play in my C or something like that and send us a message on YouTube saying, Hey, I'm interested in the ticket. And if you're one of the first like five that contact us, we'll, we'll hook you up and uh, you can go to play in my C. If you're confused about what play in my C is, Check out one of our last uh, industry talks. We uh, we talk with the guys that um, that are in charge of it, and you can learn a lot more. So look that up. Yeah, take yeah. advantage of that chance while you can. 
That's uh, August 19th and August 20th, uh, just so you're aware. So if you're going to be in the New York City area, uh, then uh, definitely send us a message. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, so definitely check that out, guys, and uh, we hope to hear from you soon. Take care, everyone. Bye, guys. Bye. See ya.